Pelicans, 111 to 104. Starting us off, C.J. McCollum had 24 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Zion Williamson had 23 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Brandon Ingram had 19 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. Herb Jones, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Jonas Valanciunas had 12 points and 12 rebounds. And some contributors off the bench, Matt Ryan, 9 points, 3 of 6 from 3. Jordan Hawkins had 3 points, and Dyson Daniels had 6. So, Pat, just to start us off, what did you like and dislike uh, about this uh, first game from the Pelicans? Well, Tony, I uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to go ahead and, and get together here on a on a pretty routine basis. Um, like you said, happy to see that the season has started off. Always interesting going and playing a, a divisional rival like Memphis. Um, you know, although they, they are a little bit um, undermanned at the moment, having to deal with some um, off-the-court issues as well as some injuries. So um, knew it was going to be a tough task going in there. Um, hostile environment, um, basketball city, small market. You knew the, the place would be amped up and ready to go. Um, Certainly was happy to see that despite um, not coming out, um, clicking on all cylinders, the guys hung in there um, and, you know, kept the game closed until um, we could go ahead and kind of break it open, you know, later in that, that second quarter with some, some timely shooting off the bench. I, I totally agree with you, Pat. Um, like you said, it's, it's always a tough environment in Memphis, especially for the Pelicans in the last couple of years. It always seemed like, when the Pelicans went down there, we either started off slow and once Memphis started hitting their shots, you know, we kind of would usually crumble at that point, let the crowd get into us and, you know, kind of let go of the rope. But I feel like tonight, um, especially CJ McCollum came up with some timely made shots uh, tonight as they were trying to come back in that second half. Do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And I think the, the, the best point there, right, you, you phrased it well, timely. I think that's the best version of CJ, right? Whenever you're, he's able to kind of play within the flow, um, you know, he's not having to, to carry the burden of the entire offense. He's able to kind of shift that over to both Brandon and, and Zion, and he's able to kind of pick his spots, play off ball, um, you know, allow those guys to kind of take that attention um, from the defense and, and really find his rhythm. I think that's the best version of CJ. Um I would say, you know, all in all, like you were kind of mentioning, he did play the the most um, complete game out of the three guys, right? Brandon had a had a strong first quarter and and uh, first half, and as well as Zion, kind of picking it up late. But CJ was kind of that uh, that even keeled guy that, like you said, hit some timely shots and kind of kept the the momentum going when they needed it. So um, was happy to see CJ kind of um, embrace that role and kind of kind of fall into that spot and kind of let the game come to him playing off those guys. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, it kind of just seemed like CJ had a little more lift on that shot uh, coming into tonight's game, and he's looked pretty well throughout the preseason um, with that shot. Um, I know he battled a lot of injuries last year, and I kind of touched up on this in uh, my first podcast, but CJ kind of really being the you know spokesperson of the team, being that leader, being the one who comes out and, you know, 
kind of was that even keeled all throughout the game. I, I, I do think uh, Brandon and Zion both had their moments, like you were saying, but CJ was probably the most consistent uh, throughout the game. Brandon kind of had it going in the beginning of the game, and uh, then CJ kind of had his little run. And then Zion, I think, scored the last 10 or 11 points for us. So you kind of see um, when they can kind of pick their spots, you know, they're going to be pretty difficult and hard to defend. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, like you said, each guy kind of had their moment. And um, I think especially here early with them not having won a ton of experience playing together, you know, based off the the injury woes the last couple of years and two kind of coming into a new system. Um, I think it was nice to kind of see and, and for those guys to be, um, you know, able to kind of work through that and see that, you know, despite um, maybe having slow starts for some guys or, or cooling off late from the instance of BI, right, that they're they're all able to kind of get their looks and, and, and get the shots that they're accustomed to getting within the flow of the offense. So um, that was kind of a blessing in disguise to kind of see those guys work through those those situations through the game. I think that'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, agreed. Um, and another guy, you know, he he is the person for us defensively, Herb Jones. But uh, you know, that's always going to be his bread and butter. There is uh, picking up the best guy on the opposing team night in and night out. But you know, I really liked Herb's confidence offensively, kind of just letting the shots go, just right when it touched the hands. And uh, I, I really see a more confident Herb Jones on the offensive end. If that's driving catch and shooting like I said it just seems like there was no more hesitancy uh from him what do you think yeah that that uh that's pretty spot on I would say um you could definitely tell he's got more confidence in that jump shot um you know it, it doesn't look like he's in the mindset of oh I have to shoot this it's more of the mindset oh I get to shoot this right he's, he's excited to catching that ball um you know and, and, and putting it up you know he's put the work in so so he's eager to kind of um you know, get the rewards from that. Um, I, I do always like Herb, despite being a catch-and-shoot guy, especially from the corner, right? That's where he's going to get a lot of shots playing from those guys. I always like seeing him play as a cutter, and and most importantly, um, which they kind of tinkered with last year, I love seeing him as a screener, right? Um, until, you know, we're, we're 30, 40, 50 games in to him shooting at a, at a higher clip, right? There's still always going to be um, something that has to be given up on a nightly basis from opposing defenses and and I think that's where you're still going to kind of see that on a nightly basis, right? Teams are going to make uh, her knock down not only at efficient clip, but at, at, a, at a high volume, right? So um, to kind of offset that, they, they need to make sure they're using him as a screener to ensure that those defenders can't really, um, you know, sag off him and, and start working over to one of those other guys. But um, certainly a step in the right direction. And, and I think all things said, pretty much a, a perfect opening night for her. Yeah, agreed. Um, and just to kind of stay with Herb, um, kind of more on the defensive end or just kind of doing those tangible things um, that we see from him night in and night out. But I do think last year he kind of did lack, and with a couple of players on the team, you know, kind of that knack to go and try to get some rebounds or go get the ball. And you see tonight he ended up with eight rebounds, uh, five defensive and three offensive. You know, I think that's really going to be huge. Um with you know this team this year is just having more guys collectively in that paint trying to end possessions with rebounds I mean you saw Brandon he had seven uh, Zion had seven Jonas you know had 12 Herb with eight and 
Larry just in, you know, some spot minutes since this was his first action of the season with eight. So, you know, that's what he's going to do. But um, can you speak on, you know, that rebounding side from Herb? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that's a that's a good call out. Right. I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be a team that, that has somebody that averages 13, 14 rebounds. Um, you know, and another guy sitting there at, at eight, nine rebounds. This is going to be a, a team that has to rebound as a committee, um, especially if they want to go ahead and um, play a little bit smaller at times and, and have some versatile um, switchable pieces out there. Um, they're going to have some smaller guys there at the four and five position that are going to have to, like you said, once that ball goes up, guys are going to have to chase, the, um, you know, chase out guys, get bodies on them, and essentially go in and rebound that ball outside of their space. So, um Again, another another really good takeaway, and was happy to see those guys, um, you know, be able to be rewarded by going after that ball. It's always a, certainly a great feeling seeing a guy like Brandon Zion Herb. Um, that guys are typically, you know, sub five in rebounds up there around seven or eight rebounds. That certainly is a is a great first start. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just kind of want to hit on Val's a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know how big plus minus guy you are but he was a plus 16 which was you know the best out of the starters um by a large amount but uh he played 29 minutes tonight um 12 points 12 rebounds i thought shot it with confidence wasn't so much uh hesitancy on the three uh just because i think he knows those are kind of the looks that he's going to be getting this year and then when he does have that position on the block uh we need to get him that ball and uh, get a couple easy ones there for him that way. Uh, so what did you see kind of from him? Do you like the minutes where they're at? Um, would like to see something different from him? Yeah, I think, um, you know, with it being game one, obviously this is going to take some time to really shake itself out. And, um, you know, we know what we're going to get from Vows from an offensive perspective, right? It's always, um, you know, a cherry on top when he's able to step out behind the perimeter and, and knock down a three or two to, to really space out the floor even a little bit more. But, um, you know, he knows he's an ancillary offensive piece who, who's going to be, you know, slotted in that fourth option. Um, so it was nice to see that, you know, they were able to get him some touches um, depending on the group that was on the floor. Um, I think the big thing about, um, you know, Jonas on a nightly basis is, is him on that defensive end. Um, you know, tonight probably wasn't the best, um, you know, game to go ahead and see what that looks like from a, from a, you know, defending in space, defending off the pick and roll as they were missing, you know, some key guys in the backcourt, especially someone as um, athletic and um, gifted as Ja, that obviously is going to put a, a lot of pressure on anybody in the league, but especially someone um, that, that plays with foul style. So I think that's something that has to be monitored, um, you know, on a nightly basis as we progress. And I think that's going to be really the driving force um, determining his minutes and, and the amount of, you know, different groups that we see him playing with is, is that ability to kind of, um, manage that space in the middle of the floor guarding pick and roll so but all in all good night happy to see him go ahead and get his trademark double double um keep him engaged um and, and moving forward into the next game definitely um i just want to kind of move on to uh the rotation um kind of get your thoughts on everything with that the pels go 10 deep tonight with larry nance matt ryan kyra lewis jr Jordan Hawkins and Dyson Daniels all coming off the bench. Um, kind of speak on a couple of those guys who you kind of liked, kind of what you saw from them, and uh, if you you know liked any of that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, all things considered with um, the guys that were available, right? Pell's dealing with some injuries there in the in the bench rotation. Um, have no issue with the guys that, that got minutes. Um, I still think they're working through maybe finding some combinations that are, um, you know, better, better than others. Um, certainly we got to see a lot with, um, both Matt Ryan and, and Jordan Hawkins out there at one time. Um, obviously Matt Ryan here, a, a late add to the roster, but, but we know what he brings to the table and it's, it obviously makes a big difference having, um, you know, two guys that are, that are capable of knocking down shots from, from the perimeter, um, you could tell within just a couple of minutes of those guys being out there and knocking down a shot or two that, um, you know, CJ and Zion were, were having some more space to operate out there. Um, I, I do think that there were some rotations and um, groups that were playing together, especially when Brandon was kind of manning that bench rotation um, where he really didn't have much shooting around him, which made his job even even more difficult. Um, but obviously that that's getting very granular and, and then picky, right? Um, we'll be able to find ways to, to sprinkle in shooters, especially as we, we work guys back in from injury. But um, really, really happy to see that um, in, in his first NBA game, you know, Hawkins really, um, you know, able to kind of step in there. I, I think his first shot was at the end of the shot clock, rather deep and contested three, and, and he was able to step up and, and knock that shot down. So that showed me a lot, um, him being willing to take that shot and not shy away from the moment. But um yeah, happy to see what what those two guys can bring on a nightly basis in terms of shooting. Um, and then the other guy is Dyson. I think Dyson had a really good night. Um, I think they did a really good job of putting him in positions to to succeed. Right? They didn't they didn't solely put the ball in his hand at the top of the key and, and have him kind of run the offense and play make. They allowed him to kind of play as a cutter, play in space, operate off those other guys, and and most importantly, kind of do what he does. Right? He's a He's a do-it-all guy. He's going to get blocks. He's going to contest shots around the rim. He's going to chase down those long rebounds like you were calling out um, and defend, obviously, on, on the other end. So I think they did a good job of utilizing his minutes. Um, I would expect him to get a pretty heavy heavy dose as we're dealing with some of these injuries. But um, really, for, really good first night for Dyson and, and just hope to see him kind of continue to grow that confidence on the offensive end of the floor. Yeah, just... Uh going off with with something you addressed kind of at the beginning of what you were saying there is BI kind of manning that uh, second unit. Um, I want to kind of talk about the lineup that we saw when Zion was kind of at the five, and then we had BI, uh, Herb, Dyson, and Kyra. What were your thoughts on that lineup? And uh, do you think that you know, there was any advantages, disadvantages to that and kind of how you saw that play out for the couple minute stretches that we got in the first and second half with that. Yeah, right. I knew, you know, everybody knew this was a possibility, right? Coming into the year, there was some talk of Zion playing the five. Um, nobody really knew what that looked like and, and you know, what, what amount of time was going to be spent um, having him at the five. I think this is also something that is going to be a work in progress until we can see him playing with some of those other guys from the bench unit. Um, a game like tonight where he's playing with, um, I think you mentioned Dyson and Kyra and, and, and some guys like that. Um, I, I, per, I personally don't see it as a huge advantage of playing him at the five, especially with these group of guys, because one, that, that really kind of slots him down on that lower block area and, and kind of almost feels like you have to force feed him on, on the low post where I don't really think that's his most effective place with his back to the basket and, and him having to kind of work in that confined space with some bigger bodies around him. 
I always think he's going to be a guy that's a little bit better from free throw line extended that can, you know, get a little bit ahead of steam and, and, and shift one direction or not and, and get up in the air and kind of contort his body and, and find ways to finish around guys, right, rather than um, solely finishing over guys. Um, but I think there are some, some potential, um, you know, teams where um, on a nightly basis that could certainly be a good good lineup to roll through for, you know, three, four, five minute stretches, especially when you have a guy like, you know, Trey returning back from injury, another guy who's long and rangy. Um, and athletic and, and can also stretch the floor. So certainly don't think this is the the most optimized group for him to be, you know, playing that spot. But I certainly think it's something to keep in your back pocket that you can go to, um, you know, in instances that you want to speed up the pace or, or things of that sort. But certainly don't think at this time it should be, you know, a, a, a super big and, and heavy portion of, of the rotation. Definitely. Um, just moving on to kind of the, the next thing. I know we've kind of touched on uh, some players just here and there, but what did you kind of like uh, from the offense tonight just as a whole? Did you see anything out there that, you know, kind of looks good or some other things that um, you might be um, watching going into these next couple games in the first couple weeks of the season? Yeah, I, I was impressed with what I saw. I, I saw them able to kind of play two different styles right and I think a lot of that is predicated off of you know how the game was going and and you know how things kind of transpired right they started off a game where um they were getting a lot of mid-range shots Brandon had it going earlier he was getting a lot of good looks um he was also looking to get others involved but they were putting a lot of pressure on the rim I think there was some um you know plan to attack the rim at like you had mentioned on uh, your previous show you know, to potentially get the Grizzlies in foul trouble with them having some, um, you know, limitations in the front court and, and Jaron having a history of dealing with foul trouble. So I think that was certainly something they started with. Um, certainly wanted to put pressure on that rim, like I said, but you saw them shift, right? When, when that second group kind of came in in that second quarter, they saw a couple shots get going. Um, then you kind of saw a lot of guys kind of floating off to the three-point line or, or guys driving and looking to kick for that three-point shot. So, um, certainly saw the ability to kind of play numerous styles, but the thing I was most impressed with is, you know, I've been harping for years. It, it feels like at this point, right, that that you truly have got to lean into, you know, building that offense around your your two or three main focal points and and letting the rest of it kind of stem out from there. Um, it seemed like they, especially in that first half, right, they they did a really good job of you know, finding guys in spots that they really like the ball. And there was a while that Zion and um, Brandon, you know, were taking turns sprinting down the floor and, and catching it kind of on that, that um, free throw line extended or, or kind of mid post area and, and allowing them to kind of, um, you know, go to work and, and draw two and find shooters. And, and that kind of, you know, allowed CJ to kind of get into a good rhythm, getting some open looks and him having, um, you know, um, kick out sent over to him where he was able to, you know, ball fake and have a guy running at him and put the ball on the deck and get a, a nice mid-range look. But um, certainly really like seeing them kind of play towards a couple of these guys' strengths um, rather than just kind of, you know, running pick and roll over and over and over again and guys, you know, just standing around. So um, that's something I'm, I'm hoping they continue to build off of, um, getting each of these guys, you know, 15, 20 looks a night. Um, in those given spots and then just kind of allowing the game to kind of grow from there. So um, was happy to see that. Yeah, agreed. And uh, it's kind of like James Borrego said, you know, coming out of the break, 
you know, we really had a strong second quarter outscoring them 32 to 19. And I think you really saw that offense really come alive with us making a couple shots. Cause I know we didn't shoot many threes in the first quarter, but then in the second quarter, we end up making six. And I think he kind of, you know, hit the nail on the coffin a little bit in that interview saying, Hey, these guys have just got to trust each other. And, you know, once we start building that rapport with each other and trusting each other, they kind of see that, you know, it's not just this person, that person kind of taking turns. It's kind of the give it up to give it back. And if somebody's got that, um, you know, lane to go into that person can do that. Say if it's a Herb or a CJ or, whatnot but I think it all comes in with trust and you know the more that they play with each other and kind of build up these games and with the new offense it's it's kind of Borrego's vision of kind of letting them all know that there's certain spots and points that you know everybody can kind of attack from this offense yeah for sure I think um I think that was nicely said by him at the half. Um, you know, he had a good pulse on on kind of where, where the team was at offensively. Obviously, he knows that, um, you know, implementing a new offense like that isn't going to happen overnight, and it's going to take these guys not just seeing it in practice or training camp or, or, or whatever that may be. They, they, they need to see it in, in real time, playing against real, um, you know, opponents and, and seeing those guys and, and seeing where do I get shots in this offense. Is this something that I'm comfortable with am I taking shots that I feel like best suit my game and I think you saw that that early with Brandon right he was playing within the flow of the offense but you know they were they were isolating him in space and, and allowing him to to easily um, you know navigate from one spot of the floor to the next that that he's very comfortable getting shots as well as um, you know CJ um, throughout the game so um, certainly something that I think the team just needs to continue um, you know, just working on and, and gaining trust in the system and, and, and making sure that inevitably when those, you know, bad runs do occur or, or you're having an off night shooting and you don't have CJ making six threes and Matt Ryan making three threes and, you know, Hawkins contributing, you know, when you don't have those shots, are, are you going to completely turn away from the system and, and just try to play hero ball and everybody's just trying to get up shots? Or is that the time where you really turn towards that offense to try to, you know, generate good looks for the team and, and kind of be that engine um, of the offense looking forward. Yeah, and uh, another kind of point with that, like you were saying, is B.I. kind of got it going early and kind of start us, started us off, uh, but then you saw him being the unselfish player like he is. You kind of saw the Grizzlies kind of change their game plan on pick and rolls. They were sending the double, and, you know, he was willing to give that ball up to a CJ or a Zion or any of those other guys. So can you talk to kind of like what you saw from that point of view once the Grizzlies kind of made some adjustments towards, you know, certain players started to get it going? Yeah, right. That uh, the, the first half was obviously kind of a feeling out process for, for both teams, right? Not only is New Orleans dealing with, um, you know, some new, some new things they're implementing in terms of, of the offense, um, you know, Memphis is having to learn how to play without somebody as, as ball heavy and as, um, you know, involved as Jaw. So they were working through some of that. Um, so that first half was really just a feeling out process, which could be expected. So I was happy to see um, for that reason that the Pels kind of hung in there and just kind of played the waiting game until they started landing some punches. But, you know, in the second half, you really started seeing the two coaches kind of really starting to, um, you know, 
change game plans, make tweaks here and there, you know, making adjustments in terms of rotations and coverages. Um, and, you know, one of those coverages that you called out was, um, you know, blitzing that ball screen with, with Brandon at the top of the key, which, which kind of had a lot to do with, you know, kind of taking him out of a rhythm, um, which is obviously kind of what they were trying to do. But I think instead of just only taking him out of a rhythm, they were hoping that that was going to take the rhythm out of the, the, the Pelicans offense entirely, right, with, with him kind of getting stagnant or making a poor decision here or there. But for the most part, I think he did a really good job of, of you know, not, not hitting that home run out of there, but, you know, hitting a single, right? He'd hit the, he'd hit the right swing. They would allow it to swing to the next guy, and, and then they'd, they'd, they'd play, you know, out of rotation there, which got them a lot of good luck. So I think the, the big thing with this team offensively, especially as, as teams start to, you know, make adjustments to them, is just, just, just play simple, right? But make the easy play. You don't have to make the home run pass or, or, or the skip pass across for three. Just, just make the right play. And I think, you know, bringing Matt Ryan back into this conversation, I think that's something that a lot of people probably really appreciated when watching him come in. I'm sure a lot of people, um, especially Pels fans, right, from previous games and, and catching clips here and there, everybody knows he's a good shooter. That, that's why he's in the league. That's what his skill set is. But he, he displayed a lot of um, poise and, and a lot of high basketball IQ while out there. It seemed like every time he got the ball and a defender was running at him, he was making the right play. He was making the right swing pass to a guy that got another guy a, a look or, or a drive to the rim to get to the free throw line. I think that's something that, that everybody on the team could take take away, and especially, you know, CJ, Zion, Brandon, guys that are uber talented and have all of this ability to get anywhere they want to on the floor because of either their size, athleticism, or handle. They, they don't always have to do that, right? They can make the easy play, which which ends up, you know, netting the team a good look. And, and throughout a game when you're getting 80, 90 possessions, 80, 90 shots up, Doing that a couple times a night is going to win you a lot of ball games, and I think that that was something that that was nice to see. Yeah, um, you know we're, we're saying a lot about the offense and you know how it looked good, and there were certain points where certain guys uh, did certain things. Um, but did you kind of like that shot selection tonight? I mean, we were fourteen of thirty-two from three, which is a forty-three point eight percent. Obviously, that's a great shooting percentage as a team. Would you like to see that number go up uh, attempt-wise? And uh, twofold with that, another thing that, you know, necessarily didn't hurt us, hurt us uh, tonight, but uh, we did have 21 turnovers. Um, you know, that's kind of the thing with the team. When we're going, you know, we're usually keeping that turnover uh, amount down and the assists high, which we had 22 assists and 21 turnovers usually that's a recipe for a bad night but uh we were able to you know overcome that um so how do you kind of speak on uh those two things yeah first we can go ahead and, and start with turnovers um yeah like you said you know 21 not a good number pretty sure i don't have the stats in front of me but i'd imagine their their assist number was was there pretty pretty close to that right so they were they were really at a one-for-one one ratio, pretty much, which which is never ideal. But I would say that um, typically the the one area that 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 I really you know struggle with in terms of you know them turning the ball over and, and things that frustrate me are, are are the simple things, right? That they've done in the past. They they struggle to make entry passes, um, inbounds passes, just just small things that are are due to lack of focus and, and things like that. Thankfully, I didn't see a whole lot. There, there was maybe five or six um, the entire game that were those kind of turnovers. For the most part, 
Um, those turnovers came from either pushing it in transition. Um, there were a couple of times we looked to get Zion the ball, um, you know, at, late in the break or um, guys trying to really put pressure on the rim, um, you know, playing in the paint around bodies. We got a couple turnovers there. So, yes, 21 turnovers is not ideal. Um, it is great that we went ahead and still found a way to, to win despite that. But I think there also needs to be some some con. Um, you know, content around what what were those turnovers, right? How were those accumulated and how are we playing? So um, although 21 is bad, I, I certainly don't think it was um, the the worst um, night of turning the ball over that, that we've seen. Um, in terms of... Yeah, the... and uh, I was just going to say, and going with that, you know, there was a lot of, you know, dead ball turnovers really too where, you know, B.I. had a couple push-offs and offensive fouls where, you know, that's why his turnover number might be a little high tonight. Um, and then Dyson Daniels as well. He had a few offensive fouls uh, here and there. So, yeah. you know, like you said, it's bad, but it's not as bad as, you you, you know, you think. Yeah, for sure. Good, good call out there on the offensive fouls. And, of course, if you had to pick a turnover, right, that's that's the one you want so you can get back and set your defense. And, and go ahead and, and, and avoid playing in transition. Um, in terms of the three-point shooting, um, I, I think it's still really early to kind of see where this team's going to fall. Um, I think a lot of things change when you have guys that that um, on a given night can you know shoot six, eight, ten threes a night when you're looking at someone like Trey. Or, and, and Jose has a tendency of when he's playing well, you know, he'll shoot four or five a night. I think that number looks a lot different. Um, I don't think there's a there's a set number of threes that I'm going to judge this team off of. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, how, how the team is playing, how the defense is guarding them. But I think the big thing is, um, you know, the quality of those looks, right? We I, I don't want to see a lot of threes coming off, off the dribble, right? Um, I want to see those threes that the guys are playing off of Zion and Brandon. And that includes CJ. I think the reason CJ shot it so well a lot of his threes tonight were off of either a, a skip from a double team when they were doubling B.I. or playing off Zion in and, and that defensive rotation, and, and he was able to really set his feet and be set rather than having to move and being chased by a defender, which which we shot saw a lot last year. Um, so I think it's mostly about what, what do those three-point attempts look like and are, are guys kind of playing off those two um, and getting open looks. So. Um, it, it's definitely more uh, efficiency versus versus volume with this specific group. Definitely uh, couldn't agree more um, on that one. Uh, just real quick, uh, what did you think of the defense? Uh, did you like kind of seeing them, you know, play that man-to-man, but then there were certain times where they kind of crept back and did some uh, token pressure uh, up front, and then they kind of fell back into a zone? Yeah, uh, I think it was a it was certainly a good way to at least change it up, and especially with Memphis dealing with some um, some newer guys there in the backcourt, right? It might have stole possession here or there, or took them down to a to a late shot clock. Just them having to communicate and kind of work through that. So, um, not not a whole lot of things right now. It's still super early um, in terms of defense. I was really more in just wanting to see them playing hard. Um, looking like they were at least, you know, attempting to make the right rotation and cover for one another. Um, there were a lot of times where we, we were able to run guys off the line and, and, and kind of chase guys around and make those rotations. So I was happy with the effort. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the defense is, is always going to be Willie's, you know, calling card and, 
and thing that he kind of leans on, especially when shots aren't falling. Um, so I think um, certainly a step in the right direction and was happy to see um, really, really, you know, try to make some of those on the fly changes either coming out of timeout or, or coming off a made bucket, like you said, kind of changing it up and just maybe stealing possession here or there, which, um, you know, through a 48 minute game that makes a, makes a big difference when you're stealing a possession here or there. Yeah. And kind of to go back with Borrego's point, um, at halftime, he was kind of saying, you know, what's gonna make this engine go, um, is kind of that defense and getting those stops, which is getting us into that offense and getting a couple easier looks here and there. And like you said, over the the course of a game, getting, you know, one or two of those a quarter and getting up the floor and getting an easy bucket for a Zion or a Brandon or whoever it may be, you know, that that's going to help them in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that, um, that playing in transition, right? That that's really going to help. You saw tonight, right? You saw Zion kind of get jump started a couple times by getting buckets in transitions. You know, um, you know the one everyone will call out is the the lob from Brandon from from near half, right? That that starts from a defensive possession, um, getting a stop, getting a turnover, and getting him at him out and running. I think um, you're going to find as he's kind of working back into, um, you know, knocking all the rust off and. and getting himself in a place where he's as, as crisp as he can be, right? There's going to be nights that he, he maybe doesn't have the, the typical touch we, we've come to expect from him around the rim and, and getting him six, eight points a night from getting him out and running and putting pressure on other teams, I think will go a long way. And not only, um, you know, his confidence and, and keeping him engaged on the defensive end, but, um, you know, helping the team kind of see that, like you said, if, if we play aggressive and we're in the right spots and we take timely gambles and um, chances and, and try to first turnovers, you know, we have somebody like Zion that can, that can really make uh, the other team pay on the other end. So um, I think um, all things considered, it, it looked pretty good. Yeah. And uh, just, just before uh, we, we get off here, I just kind of want to talk about our two main guys, uh, BI and Zion. And so first I'll just start with BI and, you know, ask you kind of, what'd you think of his pace of play today, uh, his shot selection and, uh, kind of what you liked and, and you saw from him from a scoring standpoint, from a distribution standpoint and, uh, defensively with like rebounds and everything. Uh, what, what'd you kind of see there from him? Yeah, I think, uh, I think BI played a, a solid game tonight. I, I don't think it was his, his best, right. Or, or I think you could see he was kind of working into a flow. The one thing I, I was happy to see was if, if we're going to have a, a game that is, you know, one half oriented, right. That, that he doesn't play great the entire night, but I'd, I'd rather him be, him be really engaged and um, be playing well early. Right. Not only does it give himself confidence, it gives the rest of the team confidence when, when he's aggressive early, it seems to kind of jumpstart the team. Um, you know, as that shot was, you know, starting to waver there in the second half and, and Memphis was doing some things to kind of get him out of the rhythm that he was in, rightfully so. Um, I think he did a really good job of, of really kind of getting that ball out of his hands. There were only a couple possessions where I felt like, you know, he, he held on to it a little longer than he needed to or, or kind of forced the issue. So um, I think all in all, I think he did a really good job playmaking. You can, you can sense that he's looking for Zion on the, on the offensive end, whether it's, you know, you know, feeds to the low post or the one or two lobs that we got. Um, you know, I, I think he's made a conscious effort that, you know, 
he needs to feed Zion. He needs to get Zion easy buckets. And then that thing comes full circle. There were a couple times that Zion was on the wing and was getting, you know, Brandon touches against a smaller defender on the low block and was able to give him a good look, whether it went in or not. You know, those are those are good shots. Um, in terms of, you know, the other side of the floor, I thought Brandon did a good job of, of, of being active defensively. There were uh, a couple times where not sure if he would have been registered with the blocker deflection, but he made some good contests to shooters um, late and, and got in their way and caused some some um, pretty bad misses from the from the Memphis guys, which um, resulted in, in either some easy rebounds or helped us get out in transition. So was happy to see him one being engaged and active defensively, um, as well as you know really crashing the glass and, and doing what he could do to to get in there and like you said grab seven boards. Yeah, I mean. I kind of said it, you know, going into the season that, you know, he he's going to have a lot of responsibility. And, you know, if this team wants to go where they've been talking about for the last couple of years, you know, it starts with him and him committing himself to that defensive end. I think he's really made an improvement in that area. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is rebounds uh, with him. Because when he usually rebounds the ball, it's uh, a successful thing for the Pelicans. And they usually come out, you know, more wins than losses when he's actively uh, trying to get those rebounds and ending those possessions defensively. So that was really good to see. Yeah, for sure. And then just kind of what did you see from Zion? You know, kind of started a little slow and then kind of ramped it up towards the end of that uh, first half. And then, you know, he ended the game with our final 12 points. Yeah, it was, uh, first of all, great to see him back out there, right? Happy to see him healthy. Um, I think you could see a little bit of that early on. Um, one, like we were saying, knocking off a little bit of that rust. You know, he's, he's a guy that's predicated on um, his explosiveness and, and his touch and feel and, and his his ability to kind of contort his body and and get get the right angle around the rim and um, you know that that that's his game. So I think you could see that one um, there was a little bit of rust there that he was working through, but but two I think he had to kind of you know he had to take a couple falls. He had to take some contact. He needed to get knocked down and and really see hey okay I, I'm okay like that I'm I'm good I'm recovered. I can go back to playing the way that I want to play. Um, I think for the most part he was um, he was engaged. Um, I didn't really see him, um, you know, check out or or take any plays off like we saw in the in the preseason game. And um, I think as the game kind of progressed and he was able to kind of get some of those, um, you know, if you want to call them trademark Zion plays, right? You know, the 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 drive to the rim and the the tough finishes, the getting out in transition and finishing a lob. You know, you could kind of see that he was kind of getting comfortable with not only his body, but, you know, his skill set, which ultimately you saw late in the game. He was able to kind of go to that isolation on the elbow um, against Tillman, and he was able to kind of use um, a nice little handle and, and get himself some space and shoot a nice little 15, 17-foot, you know, fadeaway jumper, which is uh, certainly really nice to see him. And, and hopefully it's something he kind of adds to the bag on a regular, regular basis because I think that kind of unlocks not only uh, – uh, a new level of offense for him, but I think that that also opens up the the rest of the game for the rest of the team. Definitely, and uh, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, Willie Green uh, tonight. Just looking at it, um, kind of looking at the minutes, 
Uh, looks like Zion had 32, B.I. 36, Herb 38, Jonas 29, and 37 for C.J. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to see that. That's always been kind of my one thing to at least start the year. Um, if I had to say anything about Willie Green is he usually keeps the minutes pretty low. So I don't know if it was a factor of just having some of our guys out or this is kind of just a new thing. Uh, where, you know, we're going to be playing our starters a little more heavier minutes to begin a season. Because um, usually, you know, any of those guys would be around 30 minutes to 34, at least to start the year. But it was a good sign from my point of view to kind of see those higher minutes uh, for all those guys. Yeah, I would think it's a little bit of both, right? I think, um, obviously, if you have a guy like, um, you know, Jose and and Trey and, and guys like that, especially Najee, you know, kind of playing that wing position, right? You probably would see a little bit of a, of a dial back, but I also think that there might be a little bit of a changing of the guard, right? We've got the new medical staff in there, things that we've heard. Um, they're kind of taking a new approach of, you know, that we're, we're going out there and we're going to play, right? This is, this is who we are. These are our guys. It, it kind of feels like, and I know it's early, but it kind of feels like they've kind of taken the bubble wrap off a little bit. And, and, you know, they're, they're trusting these guys and trusting the work and the money and the, the resources that they put into their bodies this offseason, especially a guy like like CJ, right, coming off of, um, you know, surgery last year as he was dealing with those issues. And um, I know he missed the playoffs last year for the first time in his career. And, you know, it's been a large story of this is the longest offseason. Well, he used that offseason to not only um, get healthy, but everyone's raving about the condition that he's in. And you could see that um, throughout this game. So I think... I think it's twofold. I think it is it is the rotation in terms of dealing with some injuries, but I think that um, it's it's an early season. These are young guys. I think they understand the importance of getting off to a good start this year and and, and certainly taking games that that they should be taking. Right. This this is a game that they the Pelicans should have won. Although it was in Memphis, um, it is a divisional opponent. It's a tough place to win. This is a game that you look at. Down John Morant, you've got your three main guys healthy. This is a must-win game, right? So I think I think you could potentially see those minutes shift a little bit here in the next couple of games, but um, I, I think it's a it's a definitely like you said, it's a it's a trend in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, it's always good to get that first one, uh, you know, in any season, especially uh, going on the road, like we've said. A countless times in uh, this episode um, very hard tough place to play but you know if if the Pelicans want to do the things that they've been talking about you know the talking's kind of over we're here the season is now it all you know kind of shows up on the court and it's it's always good to start um, if you're going to be a great team is winning on the on the road because great teams are going to win at home so you need to kind of pile those wins on the road, and I think it's definitely a good start, um, especially since the Pels' uh, first 15 games, 10 of those games will be at home. Uh, so it's always good to get that first one on the road. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first one's always, especially when you're implementing a new system, I think it just gives those guys confidence and gives them a little bit more um, you know, reassurance to kind of trust the system, trust – you know, JB, Coach Willie, um, and kind of just really lean into the direction that, that the, you know, organization and coaching staff has kind of taken them in. So 
Um, certainly a, a, a great first step, grabbing the first one. Um, kept everybody healthy. Now we looked ahead to getting back home. Um, and like you said, really taking advantage of having the, the first 10 of 15 games um, back at the blender. Definitely. It should be a, a you know, good game Saturday night against the Knicks coming into town. You know those fans are going to be uh, filling that place up and really excited about this team, especially coming home with that win. So hopefully we can uh, rattle a few off here to start the year and kind of get that forward momentum. But uh, do you have anything else before we kind of sign off here? Uh, big thing would be, go, like you said, go ahead and take care of home court. You know, top teams in this league, um, you know, they win a high percentage of their home games. They they split those road games and they take care of the teams that they're supposed to beat. So um, step one, we took care of the team that, that we were supposed to beat in a team with Memphis tonight. You know, the next step on a, on a growing and maturing team trying to, to go to places they haven't been before is, is take care of home court. So I'm going to have a probably a pissed off New York Knicks team coming in there um, after tonight, but um, certainly going to be a really big test um, for our guys and, and hopefully they're, they're locked in and ready for it. Definitely. Um, you know, that's kind of all I got. Um, so I'm just going to sign off here and I appreciate you coming on uh, to the first uh, recap, the Pels versus the Grizzlies, your Pelicans 111 Grizzlies 104. And I really appreciate you coming on and uh, let's do this again Saturday. Let's go yes, for sir. win two. All righty. That was a good time. Yep. Go Pels.